How's it going, everybody? This is Kevin Gunn with Ocean Empire Realty, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of our podcast where we talk about all things real estate investing. Um, today, we're actually going to talk about something that may or may not pertain to you, depending on what market you're in, but that is the off-season, if you do have one, if you're in a market where um, you know rentals go up and down and fluctuate based on seasonality, which is definitely something we deal with here in the Myrtle Beach market. You know, northern Florida, you're going to deal with this, and definitely northeast and out west as well if you're in the ski resorts. So the question is, what can you do during those off-seasons to make your property more appealing um, and in higher demand to actually get some rental income coming in uh, during those slower periods of time? And this is actually a great time to be talking about this because we're actually coming out of our off-season right now and I actually have data and have kind of studied what has happened to, for us this, this, this winter here that I think has implications across the board for a lot of people. So one thing that is definitely um, going to help you, obviously all the, the normal marketing stuff, the stuff that gets you booked in season should still be the stuff that gets you booked off season. So for example, the, the, the basics of the professional photography, having good write-ups on your units, the more information, the better. But when you're competing, when there's a lot more inventory out there, you know how do how do you get people to choose your place over somebody else's? Well, first thing I would actually tell you to do is you should be on looking at your competition to see what is it that you're going up against, because your market you might have a particular niche or, a, or an advantage above your competition that you know maybe I don't have here in our Myrtle Beach market. But I'm just going to explain a couple things that I've seen this off season that I think are, are trends that we probably want to pay attention to. So in our off-season here, and I call our off-season about a four-month stretch between November and February. So this particular year, I noticed something. We have had more long-term rentals than I've ever seen since I've been doing this. And I did a little research, and we actually went in and we actually asked a lot of the people that, that had uh, decided to book with us, you know, what brought you to the beach this time of year? And I want to say... 90%, if not more, are people that are just working remotely. They have the option to work wherever they want. Um, and they just made an option and a choice to say, hey, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to float here for a month or two. And, you know, assuming that they're either going to go back to their, their home location or they might decide to float and go someplace else for a month or two. And it makes perfect sense. You know, if you look at what's gone on, and, you know, I have a friend that, um, works for a corporation in Florida, for example, and she was supposed to actually go back into the office January of this year. And, you know, she got an email pretty much saying, hey, don't plan on being in the office at all in 2022. And obviously this is COVID related, but is this starting a larger trend? I think what we're going to see is that a lot of these corporations, especially in big cities, um, are going to find out that, you know, what we're hearing is like the productivity has kind of stayed the same, but yet people aren't actually in an office. So if you're, if now all of a sudden people have the option to work wherever they want to work, you know, that, that actually brings opportunity for short-term rental markets and, and how to pitch yourself to them. And that's what we're going to kind of talk about right now. So here's some of the things that I'm doing. Now we're actually starting to get into our season. 
But based on what we've learned this past off season, I can tell you that even on rent units that I own and I'm renovating right now, this is actually dictating to me what I am doing for the future. So first and foremost, I would say make sure your space has a dedicated workspace. Uh, you might not have to have a physical office. Maybe your unit's not big enough for that. But try to create some space you know, that has a dedicated desk, a good office chair, uh, a comfortable space where people can open up their laptop and actually work from wherever it is that they're staying. Um, you know, try not to be the hotel. You don't want people just getting on, you know, their laptop in bed or things like that. So, I mean, I would say start ta- start trying to carve out some space in your unit where you say, you know what, somebody could actually sit down and work here comfortably. The layout of your units, you know, might need to be tweaked. Now, please keep in mind what I'm about to tell you, again, can work for this market. It might not work for yours. But for example, we have a lot of these, you know, obviously we're in the oceanfront market here. And we have a lot of these uh, spaces that might have like the double bed set up, which is more hotel style. I actually encourage people, get rid of the double beds, put in a king bed, and then you free up space, and then you can put more of a workspace for somebody. Now they feel like they're actually more in a, like a, an actual apartment rather than in a hotel. So it makes them feel a little bit more at home. And so, you know, and, and, and all of us, no matter what market we're in, we're not just competing with other, you know, Airbnbs and, and VRBOs. We're also competing with the hotel business. So if you can stand out amongst the, what the hotels offer, you might get somebody that's more inclined to say, you know what, I'm going to feel more at home here. So I'm going to book this property. Um, next, I would we want to talk about is Wi-Fi. So obviously, if people are working remote, I probably get this question about 20 times a week from people looking to book our properties is, how is the Wi-Fi? And is the Wi-Fi secure? So let's tackle the first one. You know, how is the Wi-Fi? Well, uh, where we are, and we're in a lot of these oceanfront buildings where the building actually controls the Wi-Fi. We don't actually control it ourselves. Most of them have very good Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, there's a handful of them that we that probably is not right quite up to par for people to work remotely. Which brings me to the next uh, thing, though, is like, you know, is it secure? Well, these buildings that we're in, no, we can't secure it. Now, if you have, you know, if you have more of a private condo that you own and you're renting out, then obviously, yes, you can get your own dedicated Wi-Fi and make sure that that's secure. Um, if you don't, if it's kind of like us where we're in buildings, what we're doing is we're going and we're going in to get hotspots. Um, and a lot of different people make them, but be careful with which ones you get, all right? For example, I went and got this Verizon hotspot. It doesn't really work that well. And it doesn't even come with an eth, uh, you know, a port for the Ethernet cable, and you really want that, you know. You, so what I'm found now is AT&T makes one by Netgear, and there's a couple of those out there. I think T-Mobile has one. It's well worth the investment, you know. Yes, it's going to cost you, you know, thirty to fifty bucks a month, but what you can now advertise to these people that want to work remotely is that hey, not only do we have Wi-Fi, but we have a secure connection as well. Which for a lot of these people I'm finding out too via messaging is that their workplace actually requires it. So if you don't have it, you know, you have to put it on them to go get it. Well, you don't want to do that. Let's make it easier for them. So go out there and start researching. If you don't have secure Wi-Fi, figure out a way to get that into your unit. Um, Next, you know, I would say again, smart TVs always help with longer term rentals, right? People want to be able to come in. Uh, log into their accounts, watch their Netflix, Hulu, whatever it is, Disney Plus, 
you know, basic cable. I'm not even sure if anybody actually watches it anymore, but keep in mind that that's mostly local channels. And if somebody's traveling from out of state coming into your spot, they probably don't care about local politics as much as they do. Can I, can I get on my, my Netflix? Um, the other thing would be kitchen accessories. If you have full kitchens, obviously that would be advantageous because people staying longer term are going to need a little bit more than probably just the, the microwave and refrigerator. Um, if you don't have a space that has that, you can actually find uh, via Amazon or many other sites, Wayfair, those little, they're like stovetop things that sit on top of the counter space that at least gives them the ability to, you know, boil a pot of water or cook something that's quick and easy. If you do have kitchen, full kitchens in your unit, you know, make sure it, it's, it's stocked and, ex, and accessible and, and has all the latest. You know, I always say Keurigs are almost a must now. We don't even do the traditional coffee pots. But if you do, give them the option, right? Especially if they're staying long term, they might actually want to go buy a whole container of coffee rather than just grab pods. It, it, where if they were short term, you know, the pods are a little bit easier uh, to deal with. So those are just some things that I've noticed and I would definitely keep in your mind as far as if you're in a seasonal market. And you're looking to gain an edge. And remember, when you do these things to your unit, don't forget to market that. Put that in, you know, if you can get it in the heading, hey, secure Wi-Fi, um, dedicated workspace, get it in the description. You know, get it out there that, hey, I'm set up for you to come here and stay for an extended period of time. Also, make sure you check with your local laws about long-term stays. One thing you want to keep in mind for example, you know, in our market here, anything 90 days or longer actually is considered a long-term tenant. Now, if you have a problem with that tenant, it's not as easy as showing up with the cops and getting rid of them. Now you have to go through the entire eviction process. So you want to protect yourself as well. Know your local laws and know what short-term is versus long-term. And you always want to keep these, these stays short-term. So if, you know, if 90 days is our threshold, then I only let people book for up to 89 days. They could book again if they want, but I make them go through the entire process again because you want to leave yourself, you know, open to getting rid of a tenant that's a problem easier than having to go through the court system to get them out. Um, I hope this information was helpful. Again, if you have any questions, don't ever hesitate to reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel as well. And remember that we are always here to help you build your empire.